0: Just wanted to let you know that this episode of Your Best Life was recorded before the protests around the country, but both Caitlin and I stand in solidarity for this movement for change and equality. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hey guys, Anna Victoria here, and I'm so excited for you to join me on my podcast, Your Best Life. I'm the CEO and founder of the Fitbody app, a fitness influencer, and a personal trainer. Every week, I'm going to have a special guest that will share their unique experience and unique story to share how they learned how to live their best life, even if they're still working on it, since we are all a work in progress. I can't wait to help you learn how to create your best life. I am so excited about today's episode. I have Luca with me. Hello, guys. (laughs) So our guest this week is Caitlin Bristow, who is well known for being on the ABC reality shows The Bachelor, and she was The Bachelorette. She currently hosts the podcast Off the Vine, is an entrepreneur with her own scrunchie line called Do Edit, and her own wine called Spade and Sparrows. So Luca, (laughs) what are you looking forward to hearing in this episode?
1: So you know The Bachelor has a special place in my heart because it's the first show we actually watch together.
0: Well, I forced you to watch you it with kinda
1: me. kind of did, yes.
0: Early on in our relationship, we would watch The Bachelor The Bachelorette together, and you were still trying to woo me. So you pretended to like it. <laughs> no,
1: no. That was super, super early in our relationship. It was. And by the way, yes. And I didn't know what it was. So that's kind of how it started. And, you know, I was still learning English. And, and it's kind of how, step by step, you know, watching shows. So that's why I did Bachelorette. A special place in my heart definitely. yeah
0: yeah but these days i'm not so lucky anymore you make me watch with my sister or <laughs> my best friend
1: i think you made it a girl night i was I kicked did. out from <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's
0: true that's true well it's just better without i'm sorry i love you but it's better to not have you there because all you're doing the entire episode is saying this is fake this is fake. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's not guys i will stand by that forever so Anyways, aside from that, Caitlin is such an amazing person. She's one of those people on social media that you can follow and feel good about yourself because she's so real and raw and shares her struggles. We've done a podcast together on hers. So I'm excited to chat and talk more about her relationship experience and Things that she's learned, honestly, pre-bachelorette, because we we haven't really heard much about that and where it's led her to where she is today. So here we go. Here's my episode with Caitlin Bristow. How are you? Right now (laughs) is a crazy time with the quarantine and everything. How are you and Jason and the puppers holding up?
2: I mean, we are really doing great over here. I keep like, I mean, there's days where you feel like your world is turned upside down and you feel off and you don't know why because... There, sometimes I feel guilty that I feel depressed or down because we're all healthy mm-hmm. and happy but I mean trying to give myself a little grace and know that the the world is a scary place right now but other than that we're we're really fortunate we get to work from home we get to do podcasts like this and interviews and um, the dogs are obviously loving life because <laughs> their owners are here at all times um, right. and it's nice because Jason you know we both can work so he goes upstairs and does his thing I'm downstairs I do my thing we come back together at the the end of the night and it's it's kind of like we didn't see each other all day, so we're not we're not struggling too bad with the uh, uh, spending too much time together because we're both busy
0: Good, yeah, I'm definitely seeing a lot of that. People are like, I love my partner, I love my husband, but yes I know. mean,
2: don't get me wrong, like there are times <laughs> where he blinks, and I'm like,
0: Ugh. oh my God, <laughs> that is hilarious yeah yeah, that yeah. happens so you know, I want to chat about your relationships and not in the way that you might think because okay you were on you were on the bachelor mm-hmm. you were the bachelorette mm-hmm. you know we all saw kind of your relationship experience unfold and you know now with Jason but i listened to your 9 to wine episode and i was so like I don't know if I could say inspired because, like, it it wasn't, like, a happy story. But I just – I loved listening to your relationship experience prior to The Bachelor and Bachelorette because I feel like not many people really knew that side of you. And it it was such a profound experience in your life that Mm -hmm. really has led you to where you're at. So do you want to talk a bit about that experience?
2: Yeah, I – that, my show, Nine to Wine, I was like, I don't know how much I'm going to open up. I feel like people know so much about me. I'm already an open book. I talk about everything. I, I try not to have a lot of shame around anything that, I, that I've gone through in my life. So I'm like, what more could I talk about that people don't already know? And then once I started talking, it was just like word vomit and I couldn't stop. And it was kind of like reliving that experience. So- before I went on the show, I was I had two previous like serious relationships, but the one that I was in, um, he was he played hockey and it was a really tough lifestyle. And I always give athletes' wives like so much credit because it is so tough. You're literally living somebody else's dream and trying to find your own way. So uh, that's definitely what I was doing. I um, I talked about this on the show where I just I completely lost myself. And to lose yourself in a relationship is one of the worst feelings because then your partner also is like, I don't know who you are anymore. And you just feel like you're letting everybody, including yourself down. And I just over I think it was three years I was with him every day was just dying a little bit more with not doing anything for myself. And, you know, I went from. Winnipeg to Newfoundland to Germany and I couldn't you know secure a job because I couldn't give anybody a commitment um we didn't have you know back in the day we didn't have (laughs) the social media I I, I you know I couldn't really build something I didn't really know what my passion was in life besides dancing and and this relationship and I just found myself emotionally financially in every way relying on somebody else and if anybody else out there has ever done that you lose yourself pretty quickly And I just became a shell of myself in a relationship over three years. And I went through a really, really hard time because I totally believed in that relationship and thought it was strong enough to kind of get through anything. And I was not only heartbroken, but I was also so let down by this person who I thought would get through anything with me looking back now, it all makes sense. But in that time, I just felt abandoned. I felt alone. I felt so lost. And I had absolutely nothing coming out of a relationship. And anyone who knows heartbreak, it's like, it's a feeling of loss and grief and all these emotions. And to some people who haven't really experienced heartbreak, it might sound dramatic, but it's actually one of the worst feelings in the world, especially if you've kind of given up yourself and, and everything that you had going for you to be with that person. So it was definitely a pivotal time in my life and where I learned the most. And really when I started diving into self-love and and working on who I am as a person. So silver lining that I can say now but in that time it was so difficult
0: yeah and I think that it sometimes it takes experiences like that of going to such an extreme of losing yourself so much to be like wait a minute like why am I putting someone else ahead of me you know Um, I actually can completely relate to that because I had a similar experience. I've never talked about my past relationships. Sorry, Luca. (laughs) He's going to be like cringing right now. Totally. But, uh, I, my high school boyfriend was a uh, college football player and he went on to play at one of the biggest schools in the U.S. Um, and I kind of was, you know, on that same journey of following him along like his own, you know, career and I do hesitate talking about it because obviously like it it ended and for good reason, all of us are so much better off, but I just have, I I have a lot of respect for him and his family. And so it's been something hard for me to open up about. And I had another relationship after that, you know, um, that was kind of similar another football player, (laughs) you know, it was just very familiar. It worked um, at the time, but you know, it's such an important thing for women to know that like, it's okay to like, you know, follow someone and support them, but not to lose yourself. And I feel like that's such a hard thing. And I loved hearing you talk about that. And so after that relationship ended, you moved back home, you said, right? At 27. Yeah. I loved about this part of your story and, and you can elaborate on it is the humility that you have to have yes. to be able to do that and to sh- kind of start your career back over and become a hostess again, instead of, you know, starting back at where you used, you used to being. Yeah. So what was that experience like?
2: Yeah, that, I mean, especially when you are in your twenties, you think like you should have life figured out, which is hilarious because you, you <laughs> right. should not yeah. like, and not many yeah. people do and Props to those who do have it figured out in their twenties, because that's right. unheard of. Um, but yeah, so when you're when you're in that phase of life, you think like, I'm I'm too old to be moving back in with my parents and starting over. And I did. I felt like, I felt like I have failed myself. I felt like. Um, I was just going so backwards in life and to have to start something over where I'd already worked my way, you know, up in the restaurant business, just to support myself as a dancer. I was, you know, in ballet and jazz, tap, hip hop, doing all these things with dancing. The only reason I was working at a restaurant is I was trying to just support myself to get to my dream with dancing. So to go back and know that my career of dancing was done, but now I'm just going back to a restaurant and I'm not shaming anyone who works in the restaurant. That was just my personal journey. Yeah. Um, But I, I just felt like I was starting over at an age where I should have been moving forward, not backwards. And to like move back in with your parents after, you know, you're living this life with somebody and tr- like I was over in Europe, just like everybody, you know, thinks she's living the life. She's dating this hockey player. Right. She's living in Europe. She doesn't have to work. And really, it was just freaking awful. And then having to move back in with my parents after and start over was just, I was I felt a lot of shame in that. I felt embarrassed. I felt like, um, like I was a loser for having to do that all because a guy, you know, couldn't put up with my behavior anymore and I couldn't put up with my behavior anymore either. Right. It was a out of body experience, how I felt with my emotions. I felt like a child that I couldn't even control my emotions. So it was, it was a tough restart for me, but
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think that that's something that so many can relate to. Cause like you said, like we all feel that pressure to like, as soon as you graduate high school, become such a great success or, or sorry, yeah. not high school, not high school, college, well, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, as soon as you graduate college that like, you should get this amazing job and be set and be so independent and on your yeah. own. And like, that's just not really the way things go these days you know yeah. and there's many factors that go into that and I don't know if it's because like our parents like all had us when they were like 20 you yeah. know like and yeah and they there were so much more established at like our age but like that is just not really the way it goes and you, no one should feel shame for that and mm-hmm. I think that for you to be able to own that and like take control of your path was so inspiring
2: yeah well it's it's Also, like um, women have evolved so much over the years and come so far that a woman like technically back in the day, their body, your your actual like makeup of your body is to have children at the age of like 16. Right. You know, it's just this belief system that we've been a part of, of when we should have kids. And obviously our parents have a big part of that because of what they did. So we're learning from them. Uh, But women have just come so far that it's it's just a different journey that we're all on in these times.
0: So that actually brings me to a question. I I did a little Q&A to have some followers submit questions to ask you. Someone brought up about you freezing your eggs.
2: Yes. Did you do that? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Best thing I've ever done for myself ever. Yes.
0: I had no idea, like, yes. and you know, you know, about like my IVF journey yes. and everything. So when I saw that, I was like, wait a minute. Like, I feel like when you, someone else has gone through like an egg freezing journey, you're like egg freezing sisters, you know, like you feel totally. like like they've been through this. They know how hard it is. So, yeah. um, so how did you come to the decision to do that? And when was it?
2: Yeah, my experience was, I'm again, so grateful for, for my experience with how it went. Um, because as you know, like some, it's just, harder for some people um but this was two years ago i um whitney who her name's whitney well now angel previously whitney bischoff she she was on oh, yeah. the same season as me for right. bachelor and she ended up getting engaged to chris souls that didn't work out now she's in oh my god i'm i love her little family now they're so amazing <laughs> oh. but she's a fertility nurse and so she um had kind of talked to me about freezing my eggs and uh, because i'm you know in my 30s and still trying to do all this stuff with my career, which I will still continue to do when I have kids, but just like, you know, timing wise. And so I think in my gut, I also knew that my past relationship might not have been like, it might not work out. And so it was like a little bit of insurance for myself and a backup plan. And so Whitney kind of talked me through everything. And, you know, the there's not many cons, a lot of pros and she just said, you know, like your eggs basically um, start aging from the second you're like have eggs. Yeah. <laughs> and right. so uh, she was like, if you want to do it, like now would be a great time. And I just thought it was really like um, something I could do that would empower myself and not put like the biological clock ticker on and, and, right. you know, not that 34 is old but yeah. um so yeah i went i went and did that in chicago with her and and again it was just it was a like it it made me appreciate my body so much more too because yeah. i was celebrating what it was capable of doing instead of what it looked like
0: i love that so much and it is something that like i obviously am an advocate for yes, you know yes that's my freezing favorite yeah well and because you never know, like, what yeah. your, you know, what your TTC journey is going to be like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, technology and science has advanced in, you know, such a beautiful way. Like, we're so lucky that we even have the ability to do this. Yeah. Um, can I ask how your recovery was?
2: Yes. Um. It was actually, okay, so during everything, I had a rough go personally because my hormones were so out of whack that okay. I was really like emotional and yeah. um just like had a tough time with that everything else like I thought I'd had a tough time with the needles and all these other things but it was uh-huh. actually my emotions that were the that was wow. the hardest part but um my recovery was um it was okay I just just a lot of cramping for a few days but other yeah. than that it was it was okay
0: Oh, that, I'm happy to hear that because mine was horrible. Really? (laughs) i like, it was so bad. Like, but, and I got so many women DMing me being like, oh, it's a breeze. I went back to work the next day. And other women being like, I was bedridden for a week. And it's you know, they say that ultimately depends on how many eggs you have retrieved and the more eggs, the more pokes, the more pain, you know, the more healing. Exactly. And I think they say the threshold is like once you have more than 10 to 15 is when it gets really painful. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had 25 and so, yeah. And, um, so anyways, yeah, I just couldn't walk for like five days. It was pretty painful but
2: yeah okay maybe I was being it was about three days I, I couldn't walk okay. from cramping okay. yeah, yeah
0: yeah it was pretty bad yeah I think I feel like that's about average but mm-hmm. um and then these are they're just your own eggs right they're not embryos right yeah right okay yeah, yeah. I when I thought about that I was like oh that would be really really tricky <laughs> I know yes yeah. they're mine yeah great um with you going on the bachelor and then going on to become the bachelorette one thing that like as a viewer like I watched your season I watched Chris's season I watched your season yeah Yeah. and um one thing that like I just the feeling that I got walking away from watching you is how much you stand up for yourself and Mm -hmm. how confident you are but at the same time like I know also just like seeing what you share on Instagram like you're human too like things get to you like a how do you feel like you've gotten that confidence? Like, do you feel like you always were, or has it been like kind of a bit of an uphill struggle?
2: I try and think about this question a lot because I looked back onto these pictures of myself when I was 19 and 20, when I was a cheerleader. And I remember I was like overly confident (laughs) and like, (laughs) but in like, I don't even know where it stemmed. I just felt like like, I had moved out of my small town. I was 19. I thought I was doing such big things with cheerleading, which it was big at the time. And yeah. I just had this, like, I was just so confident. But what <laughs> what's weird is I lost that in my Ugh. 20s. I, I I was like, it's like, I I don't know. I started um, doing the comparison thing. Yeah. You start like. I have a
0: question. Was this during social media or was social media not really a thing yet?
2: I mean, Facebook okay. was a thing. Um, yeah. But I think it, it, you know, you're you're in the dance studio, and I was so used to being in a dance studio my whole life with friends and people that I loved, and now it just got into more of like a competitive space, and like the prettier girls were getting the gigs, and the like, yeah. you know, and it just turned into like this weird competitive world in the dance studio that it, it I don't know, I just lost, I lost my confidence for sure, um, in certain things. I was still confident in other ways, but yeah, I started getting insecure, and I think. What really brought me down was, you know, giving up on my dance career, following this relationship, losing who I was. And when I was at my lowest, lowest, lowest low, I was like. I had to turn things around. I really had no other option but to turn things around. And that's when I really started my like self-love journey of, um, how I talked to myself when I looked in the mirror, how I, um, just presented myself, what I was doing for myself, doing things that I love, um, just getting back to that. And so I think it was probably around the age of right before I went on The Bachelor really was when I came into my own. And I feel like it was such perfect timing for me to go on that show because I felt like I had thick skin. I felt like I had been through something. I felt like I had a lot of life experiences. I felt like I was more confident than ever. And um, then going on the show, the way that the producers work with you, like you don't even realize the kind of uh, self-love journey you're on because you're in that uh, – it's called an ITM room, which is called In the Moment. doing these interviews for hours and hours and hours a day of of producers just like cutting to your core and like talking to you through every emotion you could possibly have. Sounds like therapy.
0: It was it was (laughs) actually
2: like free therapy every day for hours and I really learned a lot about myself through that experience so it was yeah it was ups and downs of of being confident and standing up for myself but ultimately I think um it it took me hitting rock bottom to, to really work on myself to, to get back there.
0: I feel like, and correct me if if I'm wrong, but I feel like there's like kind of two different like groups of like bachelor, bachelorette people. It's like pre social media. Yeah. And then like social media people. And that's not to knock the people that are going on in the social media time, you know, like this is, you know, what it is and people can build brands and that's amazing. Right. Um, but I feel like you were kind of in the pre a little bit. Yeah. Would you say?
2: I was like in, like, I feel like Crystal's season and maybe Andy's was like when social media kind of started to blow yeah. up, but nobody knew what you could do with it. Like nobody, mm-hmm. I had no idea I could go on that show, have a following after and build a career out of it. I had no right. idea what, what social media would be. And so I think it was like, in that time.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that you've kind of led the way for people oh, that you. like, whether before or after the social media, you know, yeah. like apocalypse, or whatever, you know, so you have your spade and sparrows wine label. Yeah. You have do. Oh my gosh. Caleb, I have to tell you, I think when we did the live the other day, yeah. I think I said the Instagram name and I was like, do I think I said dude it. Oh, that's a, I just like, is that what people, is yeah, that okay? So or? I
2: actually think it's so funny when people say that because it, I, Like, I knew that would happen when we had it written out and when we came up with the name. I was like, everyone's gonna call it Dude It. And (laughs) I actually think that's cute and funny. It's do edit, but it gets people talking and that's cool.
0: Right. I think we ended that and I was like, wait a minute. I think I just butchered. Some of my best
2: friends in the world call it Dude It. Great. I feel so much
0: better. Yeah. I'm not bothered by it. So you have your do edit, dude it, scrunchie line, which I, as I said, like, messy buns are like my thing. Yeah. And people always ask me like, how do you do your messy bun? And I just tell them like, honestly, just redo it every five minutes. Cause it's going to fall out right. until I tried your scrunchies. And I'm like, finally like these are like heavy duty but like freaking cute scrunchies
2: i know they- <laughs> i'm i'm i didn't know i could be so passionate about a hair accessory i'm yeah. so passionate about those scrunchies they are so legit high quality yeah. i'm like i love bragging about them so thank you for saying that
0: yeah of course so and then you also have your off the vine podcast which yes. is wildly successful and you have like a huge community that is yes. very I very passionate that. about it and about yes. you so how do you do you feel like was was any of this intentional like was there a strategy behind building your brand in each of these businesses or did it just kind of happen
2: um i think a little bit of both um, because when i came off the show i and i think a lot of people know this story because i've talked about it before if if you listen to my podcast but i thought like wow how great that somebody's going to you know tell me to say i drink this flat tummy tea (laughs) and they're going to pay me and I don't even have to drink it like that's my mindset after and I quickly quickly saw that people did not like that it people saw through it I had um one of my two of my best friends actually are like really really smart in the in the world of like digital media and all this stuff and they immediately said to me like you're if you want longevity in this kind of career like you can't be doing these these ads that people unless you like really are passionate about it and you're like you know, but right, so, right. I don't use flat tummy tea and yeah. the, people know that. And so they said <laughs> like you've you've gotta turn down a lot of money to mm-hmm. um stay true to yourself and get your your audience and your followers to trust you and to build something big here you you can't you know you have to be really smart about it so I was blessed to be lucky with a really solid team um that helped me navigate that world of social media because they really knew what they're doing and I did not but I knew I wanted to do something big and I knew I wanted to uh, have have my platform as a career or as a business, and so I just kind of followed their lead and learned a lot along the way and then, once I started kind of seeing the loyalty that I had from from my community, I was like, "I just want to do what I love and stick to those things so like
0: yeah,
2: I, I turned down a lot of opportunities and brand deals that were great money just to stay true to who I was and i i obviously don't regret any of that at all but yeah it 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 turned into this like little empire that i'm so proud of and just i i didn't really see it coming but also like i didn't realize how hard i've been working over the years to get there
0: yeah no but i think that at the end of the day like it's as successful as it is because it's you you know you're not like, trying to do something else or do what someone else is doing you're like yeah. paving your own way and one way that you've done that is with your realstagram hashtag. So I feel like when I first started following you like on social media, um, that you had been posting those like pretty often. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I love her. Like, I love these, like we, we need more of this. So how did that come about?
2: Yeah. I think it was just from, um, being like in the suck hole of Instagram myself and doing the yeah. comparison thing and being like I know better than this. I know yeah. when I'm scrolling and going down that rabbit hole of comparisons. I know it's wrong and I know that people might do it when they see my Instagram because you know I'm putting filters yes. on and I'm doing all this and and I started feeling like a little bit responsible for changing that from having a platform. I, I felt I did feel that responsibility. So, I remember taking this photo and I was like it was a filter. I had so much makeup on, lighting, and I was like, dang, I look so good. <laughs> and I like posted it. And then I started going down that rabbit hole. And then I was like, you know what I should do is post the exact same picture, same, um, just no makeup, like same angle, same everything, but without a filter and without lighting and without um, all the makeup on. And just be like, oh, by the way, this is real life, like Instagram is a highlight reel. Like, and I didn't really know the kind of response I was going to get from it. Uh, I just knew that that's what I would want to see while scrolling. Right. And right. Um, growing up, I mean, we had magazines and everything telling us what our bodies and what we should look like and all these things. And I, I remember being like, I wish I had something growing up that showed me real life. And I'm going to be that for somebody out there, even if it just like affects a couple of people. And so I posted it. And I did a real Instagram hashtag. And then I just found so many people were starting to do it. And it was the most refreshing thing in the world because it was kind of like we all knew what we were doing was wrong with comparing. We all knew it was right. silly, but we still get in our own head about it so often. And, and I still do to this day, but right, now right, it's just it's course. just about being aware. And and I just mm-hmm. love one of my girlfriends, Erin Trelor started um, – this company called raw beauty talks and, and she I was just, them. yeah. And she does all like, you know, just real women and, and real curves and no makeup and no airbrush and all these things. And I'd actually worked with her before I even went on the show, um, because I loved what she was doing. And so, uh, fast forward to now, I'm like, I have this platform. Where I can really like, right. you know, make a difference in that, in that world too. So, Yeah. I just put it out there and I was so pleased with how many people related to it, came forward and said something about it and then did their own real Instagram. And it was Mm -hmm. just like a really cool movement that I I loved starting, I guess.
0: Yeah, no, you totally did. And I even did a few real Instagrams after that. Like I had done some, but they were more kind of body focused, more like posing focus. Cause it was like, girls were leaving comments on my, my post being like, oh my gosh, I wish I had a flat stomach like that. And I'm like, it's not, I'm posing, I'm sucking in, I'm flexing. Right. When I sit right. down, it's, I have, you know, I hate, I, I almost hate calling them rolls because they're not rolls. It's skin. It's you skin. Know? Yeah. It's your body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but that was kind of more in a fitness context and yours was more in like, I don't know if I would say beauty, but just like overall yeah. life context. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. Um, yeah, I love seeing that. And I feel like it's kind of gone through like, um, I don't know, waves of like it being like a super popular thing, and then people kind of stop. I don't know if it's that some people stop doing them, or other people abuse it, yeah, so much, totally. and so some stop doing it to not like feed into like the trend, yes. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think being real will never go out of style. So. I agree. So when I did the Q and A, you know, yes. a lot of people, they were a lot of the questions were very relationship focused, okay. and specifically regarding like, how did you know when a certain someone. Wasn't the one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how did you, you know, kind of break that, you know, I don't know if you want to say routine or that trajectory, because that's hard, you know, like being in a relationship for years and realizing, you know, that it's not, you know, what you want for your future. How did, how did you take that step?
2: It's so weird because I don't think I can pinpoint when I knew. I don't even think I knew until I had met somebody else <laughs> yeah, because right. I was so confused by it. Um, the whole relationship, I I wanted it so badly and I wanted it to work so badly yeah. and I cared so much and I loved so hard and I just wasn't feeling like it was reciprocated. And I think Uh, the the most important thing in a relationship is a foundation and unfortunately starting your foundation on a reality show where you're dating a bunch of other guys and and also taking those relationships as far as they can possibly go before you get engaged is like the crappiest way to start a relationship because <laughs> yeah. it just starts off with like wow um now I'm watching back this edited version of a show did you even like me or like you clearly liked all these oh. other people and right. then you're just kind of trying to get through that the whole relationship of and you're engaged and like
0: right
2: you want to make it work so badly and so I I felt like I just really let him down the whole relationship um that I'd done something wrong which I didn't but that's yeah, how and I was no- and no one should feel that way No, in a
0: relationship. Right. And that's, that's a sign.
2: <laughs> yes. And that's how I felt. I just felt like I had done something wrong and that I would never fully have someone's trust and that it was just a, a constant uphill battle of trying to prove to somebody how much you care. And, and I never felt safe. I, I started actually finding myself going down that road again of losing myself. And I obviously was able to catch it and work on it and work through that and have my own thing and passion that, you know, stuff I was going after too. So that helped, but I found myself going down that same path of losing myself because I was just so like, almost, I hate to use this word, but it's true. I was almost desperate for him to just care right I started finding myself comparing to fitness girls because he was so in fitness and then I saw what I was doing and again not feeling safe in a relationship is one of the worst feelings so I started being insecure and it was just going down a dark road and and it just kept getting worse because I don't think he was ever gonna fully get over what happened on the show and I wasn't gonna just keep you know like begging him to believe me or or love and and once I kind of got out of it and I took my time. I went to Canada for a month. Um I then went to Italy.
0: Yay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yay. And I came yeah. back and it was like the same feelings. And I was like, I can't do this to myself anymore. I'm I'm here I am starting to lose myself, starting to go into that childlike behavior where I don't want to be in a relationship and tried to take some time, but it just didn't work. And when it all was ended and said and done and I had started to move on, um that's when I realized that it just wasn't right.
0: That's so hard to, to like have to get out of it, you know, to realize, because then it's like, you know, yeah, it would be nice for us to figure that totally. out. you know. And, and with the relationship that I mentioned before, I was the same way. I, I mean, honestly, desperate to make it work and to be like, I'm going to fight for this, you know, yeah. and I'm going to make it work. But when there's no reciprocation yeah. and it's like. Deep down, you know, but it takes, it's so hard to actually act on it. Yes. But looking back, it's just like, that never would have worked out.
2: I know, and it's like, you wish that light bulb could just go off and that you could be like, well, I know this, so here I go on with my life, you know? But it's, yeah, it's, right. you get, you know, a little bit delusional and tunnel vision. and.
0: But I will say, I think the silver lining in experiences like that is that it teaches you so much about yourself and what you do deserve. And what you oh, do want yes <laughs> yes that
2: it that's exactly as soon as i was in that you know dark time of, of the breakup i was writing um a vision board and my journal of everything that i deserve and want Ugh. and it's crazy how if you just do that and see it on paper and believe it what will come your way
0: yeah absolutely and kind of like i i believe from the you know bits i know of you and jason the relationship that it is meant to be, it happens when you least expect it, when you're not oh, forcing, gosh. not trying. Yes. Um, yes. How? So how has that been? Like that experience of you know now being in a relationship so quickly.
2: Yeah, it was. <laughs> I definitely did yeah. not see that one coming. <laughs> right. um, because I just was, I wasn't not in the mindset to even get into a relationship when I met him and he knew that and he didn't even realize that I was out of a relationship when he met me. So he wasn't making any passes or like doing anything. He just knew I showed up to the podcast after I'd been crying. So he knew something was up.
0: Oh, did you meet by doing a podcast together? Is that okay? I think I have heard that. Okay. Got yes, it. yes. Okay.
2: So we did a podcast and I was really rooting for him to be the bachelor. Right.
0: Everyone was. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. And so I, uh, yeah, I was not even thinking about that. And then we just kind of kept talking as friends. And I remember he sent me like a picture of a girl and he was like, yeah, she wants to go on a date with me. And it was in that time. I mean, we had been talking for like weeks and weeks. Yeah. He helped me with a lot of finance stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. It, and we had just talked as friends and, you know, I was, going through something i was lonely so it was nice to talk of to course. somebody who was just so easy to talk to yeah. and so great and uh i remember it was weeks and weeks and weeks of chatting as friends and i mean he was never crossing any line but he knew the relationship was over at this point yeah. and then once he sent me that picture of this girl saying like what do you think should i should i go on a date with her i was like oh shit. i have yeah. feelings for this guy i don't want him to go oh, on a date with her gosh. And then that's kind of when it all started. And then we just we just literally couldn't stop talking. We would talk till five in the morning, like fall asleep on the phone. We just had like a crazy bond. And I always said like, you know, I'm not going to – I was jaded from obviously bachelor relationships. So I was like, I'm not going to go after a bachelor guy. But he's, you know, so incredible that that was the only thing I could find wrong with him, that he was on The Bachelor show. Right, right. Uh,
0: Which is like you can't hold that against him, you know. (laughs) No, I
2: couldn't fight that one. So yeah, it was – it just – it honestly – did have a good foundation that we started from and it just started off as like such a solid friendship. And he, you could just tell the kind of guy he was just if you meet him for five minutes and it's just been super
0: easy. So easy. Amazing. Well, I think you deserve it. Thank you. you Um, you. So I'm going to get to some of the questions that some of my followers uh, submitted for you. So what are some things that people usually don't know about the bachelor process that would come as a surprise?
2: Um, I always find it interesting that to go through the process, like you have to get so many, um, STD checks, blood work.
0: Yeah. I was not expecting that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But if you think about it, you're like, oh, I mean, Um, it it makes it's good that they do that.
2: (laughs) Yep. You have to like, say if you've ever had herpes, like cold sores, like anything you have to, you also fill out, I think it's 680 questions of like a personality test. Like I remember, (laughs) this one's so funny. I remember one of the questions was, do you ever get so angry you want to hit someone? And I put, yeah. I mean. And then, so then you have an appointment with a therapist for three hours and you have to talk to a therapist for three hours about your personality test. And she was like, it says here (laughs) that you sometimes get so angry you want to hit someone. I'm like, well, yeah, I don't hit people. Right,
0: right.
2: But I get so angry sometimes that I would want to. And I don't know, it's just, the oh process is like pretty intense for, for what you have to go through yeah. to, to get on the shelf. So I always find that one interesting. Just the therapy and the personality test and, and yeah, <laughs> and it's crazy. And sexual
0: health tests.
2: <laughs> and sexual yeah. health tests, yes. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh, that was a good one. Drug
2: tests, yeah, yeah. everything. Oh
0: my goodness. But, but at the same time, they're loading you guys up with alcohol. <laughs> I will. Yes. I heard that there's a limit now.
2: There is a there was not when I was on the show it was a free for all but uh, yeah two drink limit now
0: oh my gosh okay um someone asked when will you release your music do you have music coming when is this podcast going to come out oh probably in a few weeks
2: okay it'll it will probably be <gasps> out by then oh my yeah. gosh Caitlin. It's so terrifying. <laughs> um, I've been sitting on this music for so long and my girlfriend and manager and my singing coach was like, if you're not going to do it, like, don't do it. But if this is something that you're going to regret later in life, like, put it out there now. And I was like, okay, let's just do
0: it. Yeah. Let's just do it. Oh, my gosh.
2: So it was, I'm putting out a song. It's called If I'm Being Honest. And it was from a hard time. Yeah. And now I just think it's relatable with anything that people are going through right now. Yeah. So I'm... It's coming out
0: yay I'm so yeah. excited to hear it and you so ugh. you are a dancer you mm-hmm. are so a singer and mm-hmm. you said also in that nine to one video that you really like entertaining people and like you yes. know being funny so you're you're just like a full-fledged entertainer like I, it seems I, I mean like, I like to think oh, so <laughs> right, right like, you get
2: Jason also thinks I'm pretty entertaining <laughs> oh living with me so
0: I admire that so much because like I not to like, I don't want to knock myself down or anything, but like, I'm just, I'm not, I know, I know where my strengths are. I know where my weaknesses are. (laughs) I am not a singer, not a dancer. Anytime I'm in any like workout shoots and they're like, Oh, for some B roll, do some dancing. I'm like, please God. (laughs) No, like,
2: I mean, I don't even like doing (laughs) that. I hate being put on the spot to dance and I grew up dancing. So I get it. Okay.
0: I feel better. And by the way, that actually reminds me when I came on your podcast, it was a little over a year ago. It was my first ever podcast I'd ever done. Okay. Like ever. Yeah. Oh really? It was the first one. And I was so nervous and I listen oh. I listened back to it, and I'm like oh my god I said so many horrible stupid things like what? I just know I, I think I like ended it when you were like oh tell people where they can find you and I said something like oh yeah like Anna Victoria I have my fit body app and I said something along the lines of like my workouts are great but like all workouts are the same <laughs> I said something that I was like <laughs> at the end I was like how dare I say that that's not true I just think that like I was really trying to not be, like, big-headed.
2: I don't remember you sounding silly at all. Oh, my
0: gosh. I listened back. Or I think I, like, actually couldn't listen to all of it. I don't, can you listen back to yourself? No. Okay, no. same. I. No, I never do. cringe.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I cringe, too. And I, I'm, like, a weirdo who likes the sound of my own voice, and I still can't <laughs> listen back because I just, like – I nitpick too much and I'm too much of a perfectionist where I'm like, I can't be that hard on myself. Like I'm doing something right here. So just don't, don't even go there, Caitlin. That's
0: (laughs) actually like exactly kind of what I learned from saying that and being so like, what the heck Anna is like, I think women have a tendency to minimize themselves and to like, not be boisterous or cocky or whatever. And after, after that, I was like, okay, I need to stop I need to be proud of my brand, of my business, of my workouts. You know, of of everything. Like, how dare I say that about myself? You know. So, for anyone listening, <laughs> you know, learn from my mistake.
2: I did not get one negative comment about your podcast. Everyone loved it. Okay, there's not one. Good, yeah. All
0: you're good. good. <laughs> <laughs> um all right so another question is how are you doing with your goal of not responding to trolls I'm sure it is so hard Terrible. to <laughs> Oh no
2: <laughs> I know I was like 2020 I'm going to ignore the trolls and it was like 2020 day 2 and I was oh, like no. screw you Karen <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, not good. But I'm trying to learn to, um, like, okay, Jason is so different from myself, and that's totally okay. He can ignore all of it, and he's super happy-go-lucky positive, and that's so great, and that's who he is. But I think people need to know that that's not who I am, and that's okay, too. Yeah. I like to stand up against bullies, mm-hmm. and I like to have use my voice, and I'm a very snarky, sarcastic person, <laughs> and I like to use my humor to clap back, but I have learned to ignore certain ones where it's like they clearly have made an account to try and get at me they're just picking out one thing that they know is my insecurity they are like susan876249 (laughs) like they just made it up or they're like saying something that i know isn't true about myself that's fine but there's one person that trolls me and i actually (gasps) get a kick out of it and i don't even remember what his name is or what his instagram is not that if i did i would never give him the credit of saying it out loud but I bother this guy for some reason so much just from being (laughs) myself. Like I really get under his skin and everyone's always like, why don't you block him? And I'm like, I get joy out of this.
0: (laughs) My God. And I
2: won't respond to him because he wants it so badly. But then there are the women who are like Christians, mother of four, Mm -hmm. be kind to one another in their bio. And they'll say, like, stop doing plastic surgery on your face, like all this stuff. And I'm like, shame on you. You're a parent. Do better. You're bullying online right now. And I'll just say, like, my favorite thing is to say shame on you. (laughs)
0: oh my gosh get a
2: little passive aggressive like shame on just you just <laughs> or, or or killing them with kindness yes. and being like hey this person's like obviously really hurt right now let's all send them some love like that kind of thing yeah. but I, I'm picking and choosing more about the trolls yeah. Um, yeah like I said sometimes I get joy out of it sometimes it really upsets me yeah. sometimes I can brush it off and it just depends on the day
0: yeah I completely agree it depends on the day it depends yeah. on exactly what nerve they sh- you know strike you yes. know yes. I also like my dad Raised me to like stand up for myself at like any opportunity, (laughs) like, which it's good, but like early on in social media, I was like almost responding to everything, and I had to learn, like, okay, not everything needs a response, like, because I'm putting that negative energy back into it when like they don't deserve it, but at the same time like you said, like certain people that are just so hypocritical and coming on and I'm just like, this is not okay or it's not okay to shame women or it's not okay. Like, you know, I get comments like, like about my boobs, like, and I'm just like, they are not fake, okay? And even if they were, yeah, Who d- cares? That's, and they're like, try to shame me for having boobs. And I'm just like, this is not okay. Like, you can't, don't police women's bodies. Haven't we like
2: gone past that? Like, aren't we in a different world now where we don't, sh- like, why are we still doing this? I mean,
0: you would think, but like still the comments I that I get, I'm just like, Oh, I almost like I think I respond to ones that I'm like for anyone reading, I want them to know that like they should feel empowered to stand up to yeah. people who are saying something. Yeah. So Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it's a interesting topic because it's I've also kind of gone through the times of where I'm like, should I just ignore them? But then I'm like, my dad would I know. <laughs> I know yeah. I feel the
2: same. I, I think it's important to stand up for yourself in certain situations. So yeah. and I don't think that's I don't think that makes me like a negative person. Right. I just think I'm like that's just who I am.
0: Yeah, absolutely. More Power to you! I fully support it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, if you never went on the Bachelor and eventually became the Bachelorette, where do you think you would be career-wise and city-wise?
2: I have no idea. When you said like graduate high school and you're like no 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 college, I'm like oh no I agreed with high school. <laughs> I had I never had any intentions of going to college. I just knew I wanted to do something different. I mean, I was so focused on dancing and other things. I didn't have time to go to college. Dancing like was my college because I thought that's what I was going to do with my life. Right. But I would probably be in different cities because I think I would have stuck to um, – I ended up being very passionate about this restaurant I worked for after all of that. Um, I was really trying to work my way up to eventually be a GM of a restaurant. I loved the company I worked for. Um And I just loved the idea of bopping around to different cities in Canada and helping open restaurants. So who knows what city I'd be in, but probably um, trying to work my way up in that industry. Amazing.
0: All right. And so another question is, it's regarding you've shared pretty openly about your mental health. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you would say struggles, you know, but oh, yeah. your p- perseverance <laughs> and, yeah. you know, um, having been prescribed certain things and yeah. how, how was that experience and where do you feel like you're at with it right now?
2: Yeah. It's so different. I'm night and day from what I, I felt so much, so much shame around it before because I was embarrassed. Cause it was like, you couldn't make it as a dancer or you couldn't make it as a performer. Or you couldn't make it in this relationship, now you're living with your parents and on antidepressants. Like I felt so much shame around it. Now I'm still on some and I live it for it. Yeah. Like I call I call her like my best friend. Like I gotta gotta get my best friend in here today because it has done wonders for me and my anxiety. Yeah not so much depression now in my life. I mean, I still struggle with depression sometimes. It's not a constant battle for me. Um, It actually is all around my like period and time of month is when I actually get depressed. Um, But uh, anxiety I really struggle with. So um, I'm on medication for it right now and I don't feel any shame around it. In fact, I'm like proud because it's changed my life. It's changed who I am as a person. Um, it's something that was clearly an imbalance in my body. If I have a headache, I take Advil. If I was to like get sick in other ways, I'd take medication. Um, so for my own mental health, this is just, and I'm not, you know, some people don't believe in medication and they believe in yoga and, and that God, I, I wish I could just like do that and have that help. It doesn't for me. So, um, I'm a big advocate for, um, if, if you're on medication and just being proud around that. Yeah. It's, it's done wonders for me.
0: Amazing. I love that. And I think that there's so many aspects of you and like your, your life that so many women Mm -hmm. can relate to, whether it's like the relationship side, the career side, or the, you know, taking care of your mental health. And I commend you. And I just love how real and raw you are in sharing All of it. So with that being said, I have one more question for you. Um, The name of the podcast is Your Best Life. And the whole point is that there's no such thing, (laughs) you know, regardless of what Instagram tries to tell you, there's no such thing as one best life. And we all have different experiences and different struggles and different things that have contributed to us living our version of our best life. So if there's one Mm -hmm. thing that helped you learn how to live your best life, what would that be?
2: Oh, my gosh. One <laughs> thing that has helped me learn how to live my best life was probably failure. It's failure, but at the same time, it's always the biggest lessons that we learn is from, you know, those, those quote unquote failures. It's, they're usually like lessons and, right. and where you learn the most from it. And I feel like every setback I've ever had has only made me grow and get to where I need to be and learn more about myself and feel stronger in who I am as a person.
0: Amazing. I love it. I have not heard that answer yet and it is Yay. so yeah, it is so true and I'm also the same. I'm kind of the person that I'm like I'm going to air out all of my struggles and like, you know, because I just, I feel empowered by them because I've, I've learned from them. I survived them, you know, and I persevered and I hope that more women feel that way about their struggles and not carried, you know, bogged down by them. And I think that it's, it's like social media has either like helped that or like hindered it in certain ways, depending on who you follow. So, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on. Can you let everyone know where they can find you and all of your amazing brands?
2: Yes, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun, and it flew by. I'm looking at the <laughs> time. I'm like, wow, that really flew by. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just—I mean, it's Caitlin Bristow on mostly everything. CaitlinBristow.com is my website. Um, social media—I'm on the TikTok, TikTok <laughs> Caitlin Bristow, Twitter Caitlin Bristow, Instagram Caitlin Bristow. My um, scrunchy line is do it. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> at do edit uh, spade and sparrows for for wine and um, off the vine podcast for my podcast. Thank you. Amazing.
0: Thanks so ah. much, Caitlin. We'll chat next time. I appreciate time. <laughs> you. Okay. Stay safe. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So Luca, what did you think?
1: That was a fun conversation. I feel like you guys had <laughs> a, a lot of fun. It was, you know, a lot of girl power too, which is great.
0: 100%, which I feel like she epitomizes really well as like a strong female and having the confidence, even if like, it hasn't always been easy to come by. What I thought was really interesting in Luca, I'm really sorry to like keep bringing this up, but like her past relationships.
1: But it's not okay. You know, you can talk about your past relationships. I They're know. Past. I They're past. They're in the past, you know, so that's fine. I
0: know. You like to pretend that they never even happened, which totally. I, I That's I, true. Well, that's it's, true. Your, it's your Italian side. But um, yes. no, I, I actually found like a lot of parallels between her story and mine with like having dated like an athlete and almost like, kind of like unintentionally like following their footsteps and like losing yourself and realizing like, wait, this is not at all, you know, like what I want. And yeah, I think that just that, that general, you know, experience that like literally every single person has to go through like, sure. Some people marry their high school sweethearts, you know, and they are happy for years and years and years. And that's amazing. But I would say the majority of us have to go through those really hard relationships and, To have to come to terms at some point that with the fact that that relationship is not gonna continue. Like, that's a really horrible but very necessary experience. I mean, you went through it too.
1: Oh, yeah, right? same, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it, it's, it's most, almost a necessary evil to teach you things about right? relationships. Right. I think you were fangirling a little bit.
0: Was I fangirling? I try not to. Maybe a little bit. I feel like maybe a little bit, but like less than normal. Because like when I did my podcast with her or her podcast, when I was on her, oh my gosh, I was fangirling the entire time. Like I could not contain my excitement because I, I did watch her season and I loved her so much and I've loved following her. But yeah, she's just such a sweetheart, so down to earth. And I feel like, you know, I'm just talking to a friend. So I think that her ability to share her struggles and like, whether it's with relationships or her career or her mental health, like that is so necessary in this day and age of like social media people acting like they have it all together, you know? And I honestly feel like that's something that I haven't even talked about enough. in with my past, I think specifically in relationships, but I mentioned it's primarily because like, I, I respect their privacy in a way. And I don't want to like bring other people into, does that make sense? I don't know. Right. No,
1: It totally totally makes sense. I I completely agree with you, but all, just like you say, all the struggles really empower us. So we shouldn't be afraid to uh, share our struggles because they they can be really useful for someone else that goes through the same.
0: Or just to know that they're not alone. So for anyone listening, whether it's that you're in your late twenties and you have to move back home and start a career over, or you're having to end a, you know, Long term relationship or what have you, you're not alone.
1: And even if you are not in your late twenties, you're in your late thirties and forties. Sure. Honestly,
0: oh yeah, I love there that is you no say time that. Limit. Yeah, I, that is so true. Um, yeah. And I think that just the message of staying true to yourself and not getting lost in someone else is so important. And I love how she has really kind of, you know, taken hold of that in her life. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I cannot wait to hear what you think and we will see you guys next time. Bye. <laughs> And that is it for this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to share with a friend, spread the word and help us grow our tribe. Please rate and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes each week. You can also follow us on Instagram and join our Facebook group, both under the same name, Your Best Life Podcast, to keep the conversation going. You can also send me an email at yourbestlifepodcast at gmail.com and you just might be featured in a future episode. Your Best Life is a Gallery Media Group original production.